0: Shabbat Shalom, Good Shabbos. This is Friday, January 15th. We just began the new month of Shvat. I am Rabbi Menachem Landa, the spiritual leader of Chabad Jewish Center of Nevada, with a new Torah thought on the weekly parasha, the weekly Torah portion. This is the Torah portion of Va'era, which means I have appeared. And it's talking about how God is now telling Moshe to go and tell the Jewish people that they will be redeemed, and God will rescue and save the Jewish people from Egypt take them to the Holy Land after uh, giving them the Torah at Har Sinai, at the Mount Sinai. So this week's Torah portion begins and introduces seven of the ten plagues, which we are familiar with from the Seder on Passover. But in the weekly Torah portion, we actually read about it this week. So what I want to do is try to give you a little bit of an understanding of the two first plagues, which was the plague of blood, the plague of frogs, Why was it specifically in that order? Everything in the Torah is precise, and everything that God um, teaches, God puts in the Torah, is actually supposed to be a lesson for us to learn from. So what lesson is there from the order of the 10 plagues? We're going to go through the first two. So here it goes. We know that the Jewish people, when they were enslaved in Egypt, the slavery seemed the norm. It seemed impossible for the Jews to ever be broken out of the enslavement, broken out of their shackles, broken out of the the deep and bitter enslavery that they were in. So it was so severe that even Moshe struggled to understand how could it be part of God's plan that the Jewish people will ever be able to leave. So it was only when God struck the Egyptians with the 10 plagues that the Egyptians' grip on the Jewish people began to crumble. And we began to see the exodus, we began to see our freedom in sight, the light at the end of the tunnel. So in every single step of, of the process of the enslavement and the plagues, the miracles that ensued, and our exodus is actually something we have to take to heart and we have to learn from. As it says in the Talmud and broad in Jewish law, in every generation, we actually quote this in the Haggadah that we recite at the Seder, every day, We must regard oneself as though he or she themselves have come out of Egypt on that very day. So the Torah, every one of us have to look at Egypt not just as something that was in the past, but as something very personal. And the exodus of Egypt is something happening to us. In Hebrew, the word Egypt is Mitzrayim. It shares the same common root with another Hebrew word of Mitzar, which means constraint, restriction. So Hasidus explains that when it says in every generation and every day we have to constantly look at ourselves as leaving Egypt, it actually means we have to look at leaving our personal restraints, our personal shackles that hinder and restrain our devotion and our service to God. Things that don't allow us to serve and don't allow us to be our true selves. So in this context, the 10 plagues represent 10 steps 10 steps through which we can breach even the toughest barriers that stand up against us and allowing us to free our souls and to fully experience our true attachment and authentic relationship with God. So the first plague that is introduced in this week's Torah portion was the Makkah, the plague of Dam, the plague of blood. How the waters of the Nile River, the Egyptians actually worshiped the Nile as their God. This Nile turned into blood. The Nile... The reason why they worship the Nile is because the Nile is actually how they relied on their irrigation system. They didn't have rain, lots of rain going on in in the Middle East, especially in Egypt. They relied on a a system of canals and streams that they built that every now and then the Nile would rise. And it would irrigate their their land. So they actually worshipped the Nile as a source of their livelihood. So the first plague was the nile which they worship turned into blood what that means for us is water naturally is cold when you take water from the ocean or from your sink it's cold so the waters of nile of the nile is representing the indifference the coldness towards things that are godly coldness towards anything that is holy the nile is the antithesis of holiness it's actually other gods it's, it's like an idol And coldness is showing that when you're worshiping other gods, your your relationship to the real God is, is more cold and apathetic. This attitude of coolness is actually the root of all spiritual ailments. For it's impossible for a person to remain unexcited about holiness and that which challenges holiness. So when you have an excitement to things that are challenging holiness... Your relationship to holiness is gonna be more cold. So, even a person who is observing mitzvahs, but they're doing so, they're putting on tefillin, or they're observing Shabbat, but they're doing it with a sense of apathy and detachment, that itself will bring them to a more of an interest to things that are opposite of holiness. So, the first and most crucial step, the first plague, the first way of exodus of Egypt is actually making sure to transform what, what was being cold towards godliness, cold towards a mitzvah, ridding ourselves of the coldness of the Nile and infusing our Judaism, our Torah, with a passion, with a love, with an enthusiasm and with a drive to make sure that the transfer there's a transformation of the coldness of the Nile of the water into blood, something warm, something heated, And our way of service, our performance of mitzvahs, has to be in a way of warmth. Just like take any marriage or any relationship, we all know that a relationship that is cold is bound to fail. You have to infuse that relationship with heat, with passion, with warmth. Even if, God forbid, they are arguing with each other. The spouses are arguing, but as long as there's a passion there, they could channel it. They could, they could communicate it and they could repair their relationship. But if there's apathy and a, fear, a, a, a feeling of, I don't care anymore, that's actually much more dangerous. So it has to be a transformation from the coldness that needs to be substituted with a blood, something warm. And only once you have that comes the next plague, which is the plague of frogs, Tzvardea. And I want to just analyze a little bit of the of the second plague. It was creatures of waters, which was frogs. They swarmed everything related to Pharaoh in Egypt. And particularly, they went into the ovens. It says in the Torah that the frogs even went into the, what they were baking in their ovens and, and stoves. So that's symbolizing that breaking through our eternal internal Egypts requires not only developing a warmth for what is holy, but also developing a coldness toward it, to what is material and physical. The frogs jumping into the ovens is symbolizing that what is usually something that is bringing us great passion and joy in material matters needs to also be cooled down a little. We all know during COVID that we all had these hobbies and things that are so important to us, like sports. There were people that, you know, I can't call them on, on Sundays because that was their football day or Super Bowl Sunday. Or for other people, it was college football. People were so into their sports that they almost got so lost in it. And, and COVID taught us that, you know, something that, that gave us such, uh, we had such a drive in, it needs to be cooled down a little. So the frogs jumping in the ovens is symbolizing that to break through our internal, our personal Egypts and restraints, it also requires to develop a coolness towards material pleasure. So on one end, you have to have the blood, which is in holy, holy, godly matters. We have to take the coldness and apathy there and actually substitute it with warmth. And there has to be a bren, as we say in Yiddish. There has to be a drive, a fire, feel the burn. But when it comes to worldly matters, physical pleasures, they may be needed but they have to be cooled down a little our our drive can't be in uh, no pun intended but in the in in the car that we drive that's not where our passion should be or about the money we make or about the honor those worldly pursuits are things that perhaps we need a little, but we need to uh, tone it down a little. What's beautiful, the Rebbe learns a, a great lesson, is that you would think that first you have to work on cooling down your worldly pleasures, and then you could work on your passion towards godly things. But the order of the plagues is actually first blood and then frogs, is teaching us that the correct way, that even before we have succeeded at cooling down our material pleasures, we already need to infuse our Torah learning, our mitzvot observance with fervor, with the light and warmth of our passion and our filling our mitzvahs with love and enthusiasm. And that will help in dispelling and removing and eliminating any dark and undesirable passions that remain. So first we have to work on getting and developing a, a love for pa- and passion for Torah. If a person says, you know what, I'm not ready for it yet. First I have to cool down my material pursuits. You'll see it'll be much harder. The trick over here is first work on infusing your life with Torah. Get a passion in it. Make that your your go-to. Make that something part of your day and develop a feeling toward it. And then you'll see it'll actually be easier to cool down the pursuits of worldly matters and not to have such a passion in those. So first blood and then the second plague of frog to leave our personal internal Egypts. We have to work on developing a love, a joy, a passion in the mitzvahs we do. And then slowly it'll also break through and cool down the material pursuits that we feel are so crucial and we realize need to be cooled down a little. So Shabbat Shalom, something great to work on this week and uh, let's do it together. Let me know what you think.